You're listening to the Straight Shooting Radio Show on the AHP Digital Radio Network. Visit us at australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Here's the hosts of the show, Jason Selms and Mario Vladko. Welcome back to the Straight Shooting Podcast here on the AHP Digital Radio Network. Thank you for joining me again for another show. Of course, if you want to listen to the show, uh, you can go to the website as usual at australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. Uh, you can listen to the show there, as Muzz would know. Again, he's with me right now. Yeah, g'day everyone. Welcome back to the Straight Shooting Podcast. And I know many of you being, have been eagerly anticipating uh, this uh, this episode. So we're happy to deliver this uh Next episode of the Straight Shooting Podcast, we've got a lot of things to discuss, Jason. And uh, one of the big news out there is that uh, the Adler, the Adler A110 shotgun has arrived in Australia. So many guys uh, who have uh, ordered this uh, fine shotgun early have, uh, have got it in their hot little hands. So uh, that's great. I'm still waiting for mine, Jason. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, of course, if you want to listen to the show, yep, you can go on the website, listen to the show, uh, go through all the archives. That's fantastic. Uh, you can also follow us on iTunes. You can subscribe. Just to let you guys know, if you're not subscribed to the podcast in iTunes and you do look at the store, sometimes it takes several weeks to upgrade the new episodes. That's not true if you're actually subscribed to the show. They're available five minutes after I actually upload them. So uh, we, went, we went for a time there i think muzz where there was about six shows not showing in the itunes store but they were showing in the subscribe so uh, if you subscribe you'll see all of them just subscribe and you'll see all the new episodes i think at this show right now um, i've released episode 96 with gary brightkreitz which is canadian firearms registration Uh, currently we're about a week and a half later and it's still not showing in the itunes store but again it is there if you subscribe so just make sure you subscribe Uh, it tends to kick over i think it just gets stuck sometimes so but it does eventually kick over if you want to find us on facebook.com forward slash australian hunting podcast uh, Twitter feed as well, twitter.com forward slash uh, AH podcast. If you want to email me directly, you can go to the website and click on that contact icon. If you're finding us on iTunes as well, which is a lot of listeners must do mm. listen to us on the iTunes, just you know, rate us five stars if you like it, of course. You know, yep. that'd be great. And just rate five stars uh, and leave a comment. That'd be really awesome. We've That's got the some... most important part, Jason. Leave a comment. If you like it, great. Tell us why you like it. If not, also tell us why not it's very good feedback for us yep absolutely our sponsors again we've got we had a couple of new sponsors on board i did uh you might have heard the last show scary sharp who do knives Mm -hmm. Uh, i actually sent them some knives last week just waiting to get them back so i'm going to talk to them uh about you know sharpening knives as well so they're going to send me them back and i'm going to see how sharp they actually really are because as you guys know we like to you know do the small businesses as well as the big businesses the political parties and everything like that what i wanted to did do talk about is episode 100 is coming up, I think, with three or four episodes off episode 100. So if you want to leave you know, a nice voicemail, we'll play it on episode 100. We're going to play uh, some funny things over the whole 100 episodes from all the episodes that we did. I've been trying to um, draft a list of all the th- interesting things that you know we spoke about throughout the 100 episodes and uh, play those during episode 100. So if you've got like a, a great job, voicemail, 
Yep. Go to the website, click on the vo- leave voicemail uh, button. It's on the right-hand side widget bar. You can't miss it on the slider. It's huge. You can't miss it. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on your um, uh, your laptop. You can do it on your desktop computer. iPad. Yep. takes about five seconds to literally send us a voicemail, and we'll play it uh, during episode 100. What we're going to do now, I'm just, just going to jump on here to iTunes readout, which we thought was great. We get a few more comments since yep. our last uh, episode. We've got... Uh, Mars, 102 ratings at 97 at five stars, three star, sorry, three ratings at four stars, and two at three stars. And still, thank God we've got we've got no one or two stars yet, Mars. So I mean, we're doing we're doing yep. pretty well. Uh, all right, uh, who we got here? 9th of September, 2015, by Corey PC. Good on you, Corey. Great to have you on board. This is actually pretty awesome because he actually wrote a really, really interesting one. Love it too much that I am in anticipation of every new EP, so much that I re-listen to old episodes. Oh, getting, good on you, Corey. Getting better and better every time, covering more topics and getting more views of shooters of the wider community. Please, never stop. <laughs> Excellent. Great uh, feedback. Uh, another one, uh, one of our regular listeners too, it's Harves83, I think it's Simon if I'm correct, hopefully he doesn't mind me saying that. Hi guys, just like another listener you mentioned the other week, once I've listened to the most recent podcast, I get withdrawals waiting for the next show to come out. I have listened to every episode, learn a lot, and you have got me into writing letters to politicians, keep up the great work. That was August 7th, 2015. Fantastic. Now, I think we read this one last time, but Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang, nice podcast and great listening. Love the Everyday Hunter series. Could you do an episode on getting a game license? I think we actually uh, did did read that one last yeah, time. Yeah, we've been a bit slack, actually, to be honest. Um, living your ordinary life at, on top of doing all this extra stuff, I guess it's, it's a lot of time-consuming uh, for us. Uh, so, you know, it takes a, a big toll, especially with my, my life, my family life and everything. I'm a very busy guy, uh, and, I, and I really – I haven't even been hunting this season, Jason. Yeah, I know. We haven't even gone out to do some shooting. So very busy. We're doing our best to uh, bring you the best show possible, but it takes a lot of time, and we really appreciate you guys and your support and uh, continue listening to the show. It does, and hopefully we can get out for a hunt soon. As you guys know, you might have seen on um, YouTube – uh, you know, a lot of you guys know I was driving in the old piece of crap Zook, which, hey, was just a great car for the time that I had it. Yep. Three years, never really uh, missed a beat, on, only on one trip, but that was an electrical failure, which was... <laughs> but I ended up getting a uh, Triton. Mm. Muzz always gives me crap about getting a Mitsubishi Triton, but, you know, I've put on... Um, geez, I've spent some money the last couple of months. I've you know, put lights on there, an ARB Bulba. He's been freaking out. He's been yep. ringing me up all the time, freaking out yep. about the money he's spending, but I say... A couple of... Um, <laughs> what what you put want? on there? You want the best stuff, mate? It's going to cost you... Mu- Money. It does. I put a, a couple of light bars on there, a couple of tray lights, some reverse lights, which cost me money. Wow. Um, the ARB bull bar, some tints, a tray. It's starting to look really nice, mate. Yeah. I really like it. Um, I'll definitely give it a thumbs up in the looks department. So it's starting to look really, yeah. really good. Big tyres. So I've got some yeah. BF Goodrich all-terrains. Uh, in two sizes bigger, but I did notice. I mean, ever since I bought the car, I think the the two four five seventy sixteen was the size of the was mm. the tire size, and I went to two six five seven five sixteen in some BF Goodrich, the KO twos, which I think are a fantastic tire, mind you. They almost look like mud terrains; they're that good. But um, uh, I'm only getting about five hundred and fifty k's per tank. But they say if you go up a couple of tire sizes, you lose like a hundred hundred and twenty k's. Uh, per yep. uh, thing, and I'm also getting one of those. Um, yeah, it's not not as good as a Hilux, but it's all right. Because <laughs> Muzz has got a Hilux. 
<laughs> I, uh, and I've got a canopy coming next week too. I, one of the guys on Facebook that I'm uh, friends with, Warren, I saw he had one of those, you know, three-door big aluminum checker plate canopies that yep. just you, you chuck on the back, you know what I mean? Just you bolt them down. So I've got one of those coming from Queensland by the end of next week, which is sort of, you know, 15th of September. So hopefully I can put that on. I and mean, we can start getting out for some trips and well, yeah, know, some hunting trips again and um, be prepared. But, and, but, but Jason, you must admit, you've well, been a bit precious with the car. I do, yeah. Hey, <laughs> We've we got to say we're this. Just joking, we're just joking. We're just saying, um, well, Jason, what if we take your car and we go for the scrub and there's a few branches in the way? What are we going to do? Turn around and go back. <laughs> we're going. Hey, this is what happens when we're, out, when, when we're out hunting. This is what Muzz does. He's just like, oh, a couple of shrubs. And, you know, just, what are you talking about? I'm not going to have a trees with my highlights, yeah. mate. He goes, that's what the, the bull bar's for. I go, no, we're not scratching <laughs> the bull. He's going to be too scared yeah. to put any scratches on his ARB bull bar. 100%. <laughs> And so if we go, if we drive down a track and there's like some branches, and Mars goes, oh, we're just going to go through them. I said, no, we instantly turn back and go hey, back the other did, way. Did you get a skirt with that bull bar? Did you get a free skirt? No. You <laughs> prick. <laughs> Uh, no, but hopefully we can start getting out in the next um, month or so. And in November, I've got the ducks coming up again for a couple of weeks. So uh, I think we're going to be taking it down, taking my, my car. It's my turn this year. So hopefully Is there any gonna... trees down in ducks? Um, no, it's actually quite flat on the hay yeah. plains. So that's probably why you're taking your car. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Only get a bit of dirt on it, but I'm not happy about getting dirt on it either. You know, you gotta, nah, you gotta... I mean, you'll have to get underneath the uh, car and start, you know, wiping off the dirt from the. Oh, mate, you I'll know, tell you what, it hurts me. That. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. Jesus, I don't like the guys, it. You, you have no idea. This bloke, he's absolutely finicky. I've had it so, for five weeks. He's so fussy with his car. <laughs> yeah, I've had it for five weeks, and I put about 1,200 k's on it. So I'm not even. I'll probably only do 10,000 a year because I work close to home, pretty much. I, five I'm actually away. worried about you, Jason. You know, to be honest, I reckon the first scratch you get on it, I reckon we need to oh. have some sort of pills or something on standby in case you, you know, hyperventilate right. or something like this that. This is what we're going to do. We're <laughs> going to give you a quick story before we go into the uh, listener. Muzz is going to laugh about this. He's probably going to freak. Uh, on the weekend, last weekend, Muzz, I get this call from Muzz. Oh, I've got to, because he sits in his garage on his little, you know, fold-out table, plastic table, you know, the ones you buy from Bunnings oh, you take hunting. So he goes, oh, I need to, because he's got a double garage. Muzz has got like an old, he's going through a midlife crisis. Well, he had the sky. How long have you had the skyline for? Oh, though, look, it's not a midlife crisis. I've, I've really always loved fast cars and I've always wanted to own one. And uh, I really love uh, Japanese fast cars. I just, I just really love them. And I own the Skyline R33 GDST, which I really love. It's nothing special, but it makes me feel young every time yeah. I drive it. So anyway. Yeah. So I go over his house. He says, oh, I was going to get a skip bin. Can you help me clean up the garage? Now, you haven't seen – it's not as, as bad as probably I'm making out, but Muzz sits in the garage, the car on the left-hand side. Nothing's on shelves. He has papers in there. This is serious. <laughs> papers, right? Newspapers. From, I'm a news junkie. Oh, mate. Newspapers from 1950 I don't know there was just piles <laughs> and piles of newspapers God knows how long I mean I, I couldn't even sit there I was getting OCD just looking at this oh, stuff yeah. anyway so we, so he ended up getting a tray he goes no I'm just going to take the stuff to the tip I'm going to use the, the car take it to the tip so I go over there I'm trying to help him remove all his stuff and he has these you know like magazines you know Gold Rush magazines Double S Double A NRA First Freedom and I said mate it's taking Big up piles of yeah huge piles and I said we need to get rid of these uh, magazines he physically didn't have the kahunas to look oh no I can't oh I just what, what were you saying to me the whole day just relax just calm just down calm and relax. down stand calm down stand down stand down, down. <laughs> stand down. <laughs> stand down <laughs> I, I wanted to bring Jason over because I really needed a, a, a kick in the backside really to throw out some of these stuff and he really did help me 
it was hardcore and it was painful for me and him, yeah. but he did help me out. And I was I, and, getting And OCD. eventually he did chuck all the papers. Yeah, he, he did chuck the papers, but he literally flat out refused to chuck out the magazines. I'm like, nah. you're never going to read? And I said, if Muzz no can way agree. I'm throwing away NRA's first yeah. freedom. Anyway, no way. <laughs> even though I rent my house that I'm in, when people come to my house, it's clean. Muzz says there's hardly anything in my house because I like it that way. It's easy to clean. I've got a bit of OCD. Um, everything's looked after, clean regularly, vacuum, the whole kit and caboodle. Anyway, the worst part about this was I'm, I'm over near Muzz's, um, what, what would you call his bench where he's got some reloading equipment. Bench. And I'm thinking, what's that over there? So I you know, look a bit closer. All of a sudden, <laughs> this, is, this, this is amazing, really. There's a couple of deer legs sitting there. Yeah. He cut a few de- <laughs> I, he, I, I put, look. Just, no, hang on. Let, oh, no, you let me tell say, the story. Oh, you, okay. you get to say, right? He, he, he cut. He must have cut the deer legs from the knee. Anyway, there was still a little bit of flesh on the obviously on the legs. Mm. So they're sitting in the corner on this bench. I've nothing. This is nothing like I've seen. And literally, there were like what would you call them? Weevils. Oh, there was just weevils, baby roaches. Or something, roaches. No, they weren't maggots. Or oh, I don't know. It was some I sort of ran. Some sort of. Uh, you know, it was like a little pest. mini roaches, and they were literally on the legs of the deer, just eating all the yeah. the. Fl- How long they've been sitting there? Even? How long do you think they've been sitting oh. there? A year and a bit. Oh, and they still had a little <laughs> bit of flesh. And I'm like, you know, there's not much flesh on the lower leg of a deer, but I certainly I've forgotten they were there, you know. Oh, like, you couldn't, how could you? But, I mean, they, they didn't smell because they haven't got much flesh on them, but mm. they, they basically started to eat the flesh away. Oh, you know, the there, was, there was were deer there. legs, there was um, oh, goat God. horns, oh, I had God. antlers and all sorts of hunting paraphernalia yeah. all over the place, magazines and, uh, you know, reloading equipment. I mean, just, it was just an absolute yeah. mess everywhere. And then he had this and old gun rack too he made for the old Hilux he had. Yeah. And it's no, it's of no use to this new Hilux no. that he's got. And he just goes, oh, I made that. I can't, oh, I can't get rid of it. Get rid of this thing. And he's going, stand down, stand down. <laughs> anyway, I did get rid of it. And Jason, it. The, the garage looks great. Looks uh, really great. Yeah, I, mean, I said for how long? See, half of it's out. It's, <laughs> half it's, of it is out of the pergola. Uh, <laughs> we haven't even. Great. I thought this place actually looks pretty good now, but then I looked, I looked in the, under his pergola. I'm thinking, oh, we've got to put all this crap back into his garage yeah. anyway. So it's anyway. going to be pretty much back to what it was. But what we're going to do now is it was a fun weekend. It was a fun weekend, just for the, except for the <laughs> rotting deer legs. I mean, can you imagine? This wouldn't be. Mars has seen my garage. Tell me about my garage. Pretty much. It's everything's oh, yeah, on a yeah. bench, mate. Yeah, I know exactly very, where neat. to go. It's very neat. Even when I was yeah. on your phone, just Muzz was on the radio again. We're going to play this again a bit uh, later yes, in the yes. show. Uh, and, you know, uh, I was even trying to get the, the audio file off his phone. And he's got about a thousand audio files. I'm like, which one is it? He goes, oh, I don't know. We're bloody fighting about it because he didn't know which one it was. I said, mate, this is what it comes down to. <laughs> file organization from your garage to your computer. It's, it's just indicative. But anyway, what we're going to do now is we're going to get into uh, some uh, emails, which I think are totally, totally yep. awesome from our, our listeners. Uh, we always like to uh, receive uh, them from our listeners, and uh, we're going to talk about one right now. And this was a good one, I thought. Um, hopefully, doesn't, I'm going to say his first name. We like to have a little bit of anonymity, mm-hmm. if that's the correct word, uh, here on AHP. This one's from Andy. Hello, Jason and Muzz. A short message to thank you both personally for the brilliant show in both the Everyday Hunter and Straight Shooting podcasts. It has opened my eyes to hunting and the politics behind gun ownership in our country. 
After being introduced to your show via another hunting friend, I've listened to almost every episode produced over the past 12 to 18 months. In particular, your straight shooting podcasts have encouraged me to get more political in our cause. Your message does not fall on deaf ears, and thank you for converting a once apathetic shooter. Um, he talks about some stuff uh, well after done. that, which is not... Um, That's a great email. Uh, actually, I will go on with the email. She goes, on a side note, your encouragement on the straight shooting podcast, particularly you and Mars on the strong freedom beliefs, has awakened me to dig deeper and read between the lines. I find myself questioning many of the barriers we face in everyday life. While digging deeper today, I came across a YouTube video which I urge both of you to watch at your leisure. It unveils some shocking truths about our government and raises questions about whether some laws or most laws in our country are actually legitimate. The story is about a Perth guy who attempted to import a Corvette from the US and the hopes he needed, sorry, the hoops he needed to jump through and his findings while questioning the so-called legal customs here in Australia and the customs system. So thanks, Andy, mate. Absolutely Good on you, Andy. Thank you for that great email. Yeah, great email. We yeah, that's what we do in the show. It's getting people out there writing. Me and Mars were having this conversation when we I mean, yesterday. Very about- important. Just want to touch on that. Andy said when you scratch the surface. I mean that that is a key point. When you dig deeper behind all these laws, and anyone that's been overseas and sees what people in United States and New Zealand, Canada enjoy, uh, comes back with a a completely different set of eyes and they realize that, you know what, this is just, you know, like a fabrication. This is just, uh, it's a fraud. It's just like the complete gun control mantra in Australia is um, just completely manufactured by the politicians and the media. Um, There's absolutely no factual science and evidence behind it. It's all based on fear. And as you can see recently, uh, you've had people, uh, you know, Gun Control Australia and Greens uh, getting people from the Port Arthur massacre saying what a traumatic experience it was. All these things um, based on just pure emotion. It's just pure emotion, nothing factual whatsoever. And David Lionhelm, actually, Jason, mm. pointed out a fantastic uh, fact. He pointed out that it doesn't, if you're a victim of crime, it doesn't make you an expert on the subject. You know, that, it yep, doesn't make yep. you an authority on the subject. I mean, you're, you're a victim of crime. It's unfortunate. But it doesn't mean that your personal experience should have should carry so much weight that it changes you, you public dictate, policy. You can't dictate social policy. Social country, policy, yeah. you know, like, and, and he's made a very important point, and that's 100% true. So, yeah, a great email. Thanks very much, Andy. And I, and, I, and I urge all you listeners out there to dig a little bit deeper, to think about it. And think about our freedoms and how important they are. Because if we don't, we'll probably lose all of them one day. We're just going to go to a quick break here on AHP Digital. And we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. For everything Bushnell, go to Red Fox Outdoor Supplies online store. For a full range of Bushnell rifle scopes, rangefinders, binoculars, night vision, spotting scopes and hobbies gun cleaning products. Visit redfoxoutdoorsupplies.com.au or call Greg on 0415 495 712. Red Fox Outdoor Supplies, the only real choice for Bushnell hunting equipment. Whether you're into hunting bunnies, foxes, wild dogs, feral pigs or even wild goats, there is only one hunting magazine that covers the lot and a little bit more. Shoot Ferals Australia magazine promotes ethical hunting practices and values in each issue. 
Grab a copy today at your local newsagent or look them up at shootferals.com.au. And uh, Mark is our next uh, listener email. And Mark's a, a, a nice guy, wrote us a great email. Hello, hey, AHP team. Love the last straight shooting. Having three hosts made for a very funny podcast. My kids kept asking why I was laughing. Well, we had a great time with Frank, didn't we? That was, <laughs> it, was the, a good, uh, it was a good podcast. I enjoyed that. Yeah, and we're probably going to do another one with Frank as well. I was just talking to Muzz before the show. Yep. And we're going to probably have you know, a couple of regular people that we might introduce you know, into yes. the straight shooting as well a couple yes. of times a year and um, see how that We've sort of out. we a few ideas to, to change things up. I hope you guys will enjoy it. Yeah, it goes, this made, from, this made for what came across as a very relaxed and informal discussion. Nice touch. I would ask for more apathetic shooter segments. Wow. Yeah. Um, I know when the behavior or words of apathetic shooters are brought to the attention of others, many in the shooting circles I mix in raise their eyes and become much more aware of not only the behavior of others, but also sometimes the subtle language that is used that sends a very incorrect message. This segment also makes people aware and therefore willing to be held accountable uh, their hierarchy in our shooting disciplines. I've attached a funny one for you guys to use. Uh, keep up the good work, boys. By far the best podcast out there. Wow. So that's a that's a damn good uh, yeah, email send, from Mark. We've got to send these guys a stickers, some stickers, Jace. And another listener uh, email, another good one, uh, from Simon. Again, I think Simon left a comment on our iTunes page, uh, Muzz. Yep, yeah, we've got a, um, a voicemail from Simon. No, no, it's an email, you goink. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wrong one. <laughs> we do have voicemails. We'll play them later. Yeah. Hi, Jason Mars. I was going to utilise your voicemail. Well, hang on. He was going to utilise oh, the well, voicemail there feature. There you go. But I think it would have turned into a podcast in its own right. <laughs> I am from South Australia and listened to the part of the recent straight shooting podcast about South Australian law reform and thought I'd fill you in on some details in relation to the laws oh, here. great. Unfortunately, ABC report was uh, reasonably accurate. Currently, we do, don't need to give a genuine reason when applying for permits to acquire. Wait. Now, that's where the good news ends. No. To send off a PTA, we first need to uh, obviously need to have, actually have a firearm from the dealer and able to record the serial number. Uh, then the PTA can be sent off, obviously, to the firearms registry. Uh, then there is a four to six uh, week wait for it to be approved before you can acquire it. Then you need to go to the police station to register it and pay the fee. Uh, and then it's got Minister Piccolo keeps talking about tighter storage requirements, which are the same as everywhere uh, across the states, in a yep. safe, separate to ammo and fixed to the floor, obviously, for under 150 kilos. So I don't know why it needs to be tighter. Uh, there was talk earlier in the review he wanted to restrict people to a maximum of six firearms. Scary. And don't forget, mate, this you know, Piccolo yeah. is supposed to be a firearms owner too. You know what I mean? This is the hilarious part about it. But he doesn't want an American gun coach, a Tony Piccolo, apparently. Oh, God. Now, on the positive side, there was also talk of allowing suppressors, but with registration, I think that was sent to Minister Keenan as a recommendation, which means they won't even look at it, most likely. Yep. Um, uh, suppressors, but with registration. His favourite catch cries, we don't want an American gun culture. Apparently owns firearms. Uh, thanks to you for your show. I've been actively writing letters to him and all the relevant politicians and highlighting the need for evidence-based law reform rather than emotionally uneducated reforms we have so far. I agree with all your thoughts on laws and have included them in my letters. Scrap the registry, scrap PTA, scrap categories, allow suppressors, allow self-defence, allow public land hunting and adopt a New Zealand Canadian style hear, hear. laws. Uh, another comment that is probably worth discussing is constantly used in the media in relation to the Adler is the too powerful, as we've said, you know, rapid fire oh, as well. Rapid this, is fire. The whole, this is the whole buzzword. Oh, 
And he says, what a load of shit. It's a 12-gauge, no more power than the other 12-gauge, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Going to the end, though, he goes, I've listened to every HP episode. I absolutely love it. Um, once one is finished, I'm eagerly awaiting the next. Keep improving as you have been. Otherwise, don't change a good thing. Guys, keep it coming. So, great, Liam. great email. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, on you, mate. so and this is this whole thing we were talking about, these buzzwords, 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 buzzwords. Yeah. And, you know, it's just so interesting, I find, that, you know, this rapid fire, this is all new now, and this all came about with the Adler. Uh, we might as well go into that, Muzz, a little bit, because we wanted to talk about that. Because I got some emails the other day, and it's interesting we see on Facebook, we've only got to spend five minutes. I mean, some people are pro-David Lionhelm, some people uh, are pro-other parties, but, you know, I think... David Linehelm, I mean, this is from my experience. I mean, right now, I can guarantee, pretty sure I can guarantee that if, if David Linehelm wasn't there, you wouldn't have your five-shot Adler. I can guarantee that. I can, yeah, pretty I, much. I can I, guarantee I look, that. Look, look, this guy is fearless. He is an absolute champion, a real freedom fighter, and, I mean, I thank every day that we got him in Parliament. Honestly, he is an absolute uh, legend, and some of the things he writes... It's just out of control. It's so mm. fearless and so out there. I mean, just recently, we're going to play a, um, yeah, a clip, clip mm. and I won't go too far into it because I'll let you guys hear it. But, mate, this guy has absolutely no fear in telling it how it is, and it's so refreshing to listen to instead of the boring old political crap that they keep going on about. And speaking of political crap, like uh, Mr. Pickley in South Australia – He's a gun owner. He knows it's all rubbish. It, he knows all these regulations don't make really that much difference. But you know what? He wants to keep his job, okay? A lot of these guys are just forced to toe the line because if they start speaking out of line, they're likely to lose their jobs. And that's just my personal belief. It's not based on any fact or any evidence I have. It's just what I believe. And I think that just goes down a long way list of politicians who are just in the same boat. And it's just really, it's just sickening to watch. Yeah. And you know what? David Lionhelm's not beholden to the, to the normal party, uh, you know, apparatchiks. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he's a master of his own domain and he's, he says it like it is and it's so refreshing to hear. So good yeah. on you, David. I mean, I yeah. can't speak highly enough of him. He's yeah. been a champion. And, and people say that, oh, it wouldn't matter if he was in parliament. What's he done? This seems to be the popular thing amongst you. And again, it just doesn't matter who you vote for. I've said on this show since um, we pretty much started doing this show with Mars or even before that, I wanted to spread out and, uh, you know, I've talked to, you know, Bridget McKenzie. Yeah. Uh, I've talked to, you know, Canadian MPs you heard on the last show uh, with Gary Bright Kreitz as well. Um, you know, I'm trying to get as many pro gun people as we can because you know, one day, you know, there might be two or three LD people in the LDP yep. uh, people in Parliament. There could be a country alliance. Yep. Uh, people in Parliament. Now, if yeah. I don't give them any time of day, do you think they're going to want to talk to me? You know, if yeah, I disrespect them or, you know, this is about, not, and not everyone votes LDP, not everyone votes SFP, mm. not everyone votes Country Alliance. Some people listen to this show actually probably vote Greens. Some even probably vote Liberal and Labor. Yep. No doubt about it. So I don't want to be a sellout to one particular party. If someone's doing the right thing, as you guys know, we'll say that. If they're not doing things that we think aren't great, well, then we're going to say that too. It's not an attack on any shooting or anything like that. It's just, That's right. yeah. you know, like in David Lionhelm, as I said, like he's like he basically there was an article the other day, and we'll actually play uh, the the uh, quotes and the media audio where he said basically people are hoplophobes and basically have a <laughs> it's a mental illness. You <laughs> shouldn't <laughs> reveal it. Jay. Hey, when you <laughs> hear the, this, let the people listen. Yeah, when I when I listen to this. <laughs> I was like, this guy is uh, fearless, man. No one else is doing this. So check this out. This is actually what David Linehelm had to say about the Adler shotgun importation. 
Tell me, Senator Lionhelm, I want to get to another matter. Your disallowance motion before the Senate regarding a ban on the import of a certain kind of shotgun. What is this? Um, the, uh, the Prime Minister made an announcement that the uh, imports of uh, shotguns with more than five round magazines, uh, lever action shotguns with more than five rounds, was to be temporarily banned pending a review of the National Firearms Agreement. And you're when trying to get the Senate to overrule that ban? When, when the, well, when the regulation came out, uh, the uh, uh, the regulation had no uh, uh, no time limit on it. It wasn't temporary at all. Um, and uh, uh, I've learnt over the years there's nothing as permanent as permanent as a temporary ban. So I moved to disallow it. Why do you want this powerful shotgun in Australia? It's not powerful. It's no different from uh, other shotguns that are brought into Australia. They've, they've been available for 130 years. There's nothing special about this. This is like, uh, this is an attempt to uh, vilify Australia's 800,000 licensed firearm owners by categorising their guns as dangerous and therefore them as criminals in waiting. It's unacceptable. But that's an argument against any <coughs> gun control, isn't it? Yes, it is, but uh, um, these uh, authoritarian types who uh, don't like guns, and uh, we call them hoplophobes, it's, it's a psychological condition, uh, they, don't, they don't attack guns all at once. They take, like, slicing pieces off a salami. They go after them one by one. Senator Lionham, I appreciate your time this morning. My pleasure. He's the Liberal Democrats senator from New South Wales. No yeah, one else yeah. is doing this. And, now, and you know what, Jace? I really get annoyed. I get annoyed with all these haters, and, I, and I'm really uh, pissed off with them, to be honest, when they say, oh, well, what has he done? I mean, are you kidding? What has he done? You must be out of your mind. This is just one senator, one guy, one lonely guy in parliament. I mean, he has no power to change anything, really. He's just one guy, and he has influenced so many decisions by government and on top of that, I'm not just talking about gun laws, just, you know, all types of decisions in general. And I, and I even got here a, um, an article by Malcolm Farr, a very, uh, very respected journalist from News.com. And it says, uh, the Lionhelm agenda looks a little wacky, but it's starting to influence government measures. And this is a story about uh, the recent inquiry into the nanny state. I mean, the guys, you know, uh, headed inquiries into the um, into the uh, safety. The uh, banning of semi-automatic handguns. The banning handguns. of semi-automatic handguns, uh, which he uh, championed their cause very well there. I mean, the nanny state inquiry, he has delivered 60 speeches in parliament. You know, like, and a lot of them are to do with hunting and firearms. Yeah. I mean, the guy has raised so awareness. much awareness. Like, the yeah, awareness. It's the awareness. You know, like, he not... has been in, like, I'm, I'm talking like every, not a week goes by where I don't read a story in the paper or hear an article or, or, or some sort of, um, or some sort of radio program where he's not on it. I mean, uh, not a week goes by. He's always got. He's either writing for the Financial Review or the Telegraph, or he's on ABC Radio or Two UE or Two GB. Mate, the guy. I don't know how he gets the energy. I don't know how he gets the energy. He's definitely the hardest working. And I follow politics. I'm a political junkie. Believe me. And and he is one of the hardest working politicians out there. And he's working for us. And and it's not just about firearms. It's about our freedoms in general. I mean, if we don't change the way we think as a society in terms of our freedoms, if we don't start to believe, hey, yeah, we live in a free country. Maybe we should act like it. You know what I mean? And and, and it's like. If we don't change the whole idea of how we think, we're not we're never going to change the gun laws. We're never going to change. It's not. It's not about just oh yeah, we focus on the gun laws and that's it. You know, it's not about that. We've got to focus on the entire philosophy 
of mm. how we look at governing, how we look at um, what is the government's role in society. Mm. You know, is it is it government's role to tell us how to live our lives, or is it the government's role to stay out of our lives and let us live our lives the, the way we see fit yep. and, and participate in all the recreation and and things that we want to participate without without you know excessive government interference. I mean, this is the whole agenda, and I think he's um. He's doing a fantastic job. And uh, speaking of that, uh, he's at least, Jason? I think he's at least keeping them, you know, keeping them to account. You know, I mean, he's oh, yeah. writing um, uh, you know, media articles for the Australian Financial Review, for Pete's sake. You know what I mean? Like his own opinion pieces. They are ringing this guy, asking him for articles, asking him to write articles in the papers. Must it's not a week that I don't go by. And you should see these people freaking out where they're saying, you know, like he's basically saying they're hoplophobes and they've yeah. got a mental and people are like, oh And he gets what? a mixed reaction in the media and on social media. <laughs> people who think he's either completely wacky or he's spot on and fearless. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. like I mean uh, and it shows you how far away from freedom we've gone as a country when people think that these ideas are completely wacky. I mean, yeah, I mean, we shouldn't be wearing, you know, helmets from the on the bicycle if you want to go ride in the park. You know, you shouldn't be getting booked for that. I mean, people will say, oh, that's completely wacky. I never mind the fact that the rest of the world, <laughs> yeah, but the, the rest of the world doesn't wear helmets. I mean, like things like that, nanny statism. Nanny Stadium is just out of control but in this country. I'll tell you where people get it. In other countries, you have private health insurance, like the States, yep. even parts of Canada, I would say, but obviously they're similar to us. So people are worried that you hit your head, well, it's costing the taxpayer to rehabilitate you. And if you're a spinal injury or you have yep. severe brain damage, you're going to be on the government welfare, I guess, for the rest of your Look, life. if you That's go down that path, Jason, you, should, you might as well ban all bike riding on roads. I mean, really? Ban cars. You know, well, but let's ban all <laughs> bike riding on roads because, hey, if you don't know this, uh, in the last couple of years, it's been like, you know, 40 people dead from bike riding on roads. I mean, like, you know, it's like a massacre, really. I mean, let's ban it. I mean, it's just, you know, it, it, you wouldn't serious, do that. Uh, no, I'm not serious, but uh, I mean, you wouldn't ban it. But, the, but my point is, if you're going to approach things from a medical point, you know, it's safe or this or whatever it is, um, if you're going to approach it from that perspective, then you're going down a very, very slippery road. And and this is just not about bikes. It's about, you know, firearms. It's about, you know, a- a- outdoor recreation. It's about camping, fishing, all those things. Um, and, you know, it's just over the top. The nanny statism in this country is over the top. And good on you, David, for uh, actually speaking out about it. And, yeah. and I actually I put in a submission, Jace, yeah. uh, to the nanny state inquiry. Yeah. I hope hopefully it will get some uh, traction um, regarding paintballs, paintball guns, and uh, massive over-regulation on paintball. It's, it's literally like you have to buy – it's like a Category H, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's like trying to apply to own a Desert Eagle 50 cal and a paintball gun, you know? Yeah. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And uh, I'll put in also a submission regarding Airsoft. Yep. I mean, you know, you can buy real guns, but you can't buy now, you can't buy toy guns. Of, you know, yeah. it's crazy. And also fireworks. I mean, why can't – I can buy powder. I can buy heaps of gunpowder on my license. I can buy bullets. I can buy firearms. But I'm not to be trusted with a couple of bangers, a couple yeah, of crackers, know. Jace. It's just it's out of control. Yeah. yeah. And like, like we said before, you guys know this, we've said before, the reason we give, give David a rap is because it's pro shooting. Um, I think that's fantastic. Anyone that gets a pro shooting gets a rap on yeah, this show. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not going to discount someone because they're from a certain you know, gender or they're a certain race or they're a certain political party. Um, it's all about shooting, and like I said, I don't really care who runs the political party. I don't care who runs Country Alliance, SFP, uh, all the LDP. I don't care who's in charge. We support all of them. It's I the, mean, if they're the pro-guns, 
It's yeah. about the cause of shooting, about getting our rights back. We've said it heaps of times. Um, so that's all we want to say on that. And he's done a great job, as said, Mars said before. The Adlers are starting to ship in the five shot. Whether you know Lionhelm's temporary ban uh, in 12 months will allow the seven shot or it will just go away and die and we'll keep the five shot and all our levers, hard to say. But again, I've spoken to someone. Muzz wasn't sure if I should say this, but... In 2005 and 2006, they wanted to have all firearms that were over uh, ten, over five rounds all moved to Category C. Now, this is a very, very interesting thing by the government because uh, what they're going to well, – if this goes through under this uh, NFA review, uh, basically it's going to, you're going to lose your firearms and they won't compensate you. And the reason they won't compensate you is because they'll send you a letter and they'll say, right, well, to have this firearm now – uh, basically, you need to uh, basically satisfy the Category C criteria. Okay, they'll give you 28 days or three months, or they'll let you. And they'll send you the paperwork yep. to put the paperwork in. And 99% of people won't be able to satisfy the classification of Category C. They're average shooters like me and you. Yep. They want to go hunting. They want to go out on the weekend. Okay, and what they're going to do is, if you can't satisfy it, they'll send that after that time. If you can't satisfy it, then you need to hand in your firearm to your dealer for sale or to the police for destruction. So they won't have to buy them back they'll just reclassify them this is a very similar thing that canada was just going to and gary brightkreitz mentioned on the previous show about firearms registration and the reclassification of firearms now the interesting part is once they do that your firearm is worth zero it might be worth fifty dollars because if you're going to have to put a lever action on on a category c who's going to buy it who's going to buy it if I'm, if I'm going to be on Category C, I'm going to get a Ruger 1022 or a semi-auto or pump yep. shotgun. I'm not going to buy You're an Adler. You're going to get a Benelli, you know, I'm going to get a, a semi-auto. <laughs> I'm not going to get you know. some you know, Turkish Adler or some Turkish. It might be a great gun, don't get me wrong. muzzle has got one on order, and I'm probably going to put in an order yep. too just to stick it to the government. But anyway, my point is they won't have to do it. They'll just say reclassify, uh, hand in your firearms if you don't. Uh, how that's going to affect pistol shooters, I don't know. And this means you need to write to your ministers, your local members, state federal i've already written to um troy grant who's the uh, police um minister here in new south wales i also sent him a a second letter asking him for the costings of the firearms registry for the 2013 2014 uh years inclusive because obviously we're in 2015 so there's no point asking for this year's just yet uh and i'll see what i get back but this friday okay guys so in two days time we're recording this podcast on um, wednesday the 9th of september so i'm going to try and get this out by thursday night Okay, because yep. there's a lot to edit, so I'm editing it tomorrow, Thursday. It should be out Thursday night, but this closes on Friday, the 11th of September. Now, you need to email national firearms agreement dot submissions dot ag dot gov dot au that's national firearms agreement dot submissions at ag dot gov dot au even if guys. If you're listening to the show and you haven't done it, that's I, don't, the email I, address. Yeah, I don't know why. That's the, that's the purpose of this show. Uh, and you need to get, even if it's just like Muzz said, two or three sentences. You know, We're not going to accept any more changes to the current system uh, and even say you want relaxed system. No, yeah, you want changes, but you want changes yeah, in the other tape. direction. You want more red tape cut. You want some of these uh, you know, stupid you know, uh, prohibitions on certain firearms. You want them uh, removed. And look, guys... What we were talking about is what the government plans to do, okay? So it's very important to, to remember that. It's what the government's planning to do. It's what they've been planning since, uh, what year was it, Jason, 2000 and, uh, 2005? What's that? Yeah, 05, 06, I think 05, it was. Right. And, so that, and that it, was their it doesn't plan mean, Yeah, it doesn't mean it's fact at the moment. It doesn't mean it's going to go through. It all depends 
how hard we fight and how hard yep. our pro gun uh, uh, pro gun uh, groups fight for us, like the SSAA, and you've got uh, uh, Field and Game uh, will be there, Union. Shooters Union, and so on. So. We've got to go in swinging, guys. And I mean, I'm talking like if they're saying, well, you're going to have restrictions here, restrictions there, you've got to basically keep writing letters and, and especially to this email, uh, write your letter, make sure it's not a long letter because you've only got about 45 seconds maximum to capture the attention of a politician. If you're going to yeah. write one, make sure it's at least uh, not more than half a, half an A4 page. That's it. And just tell them that you are not interested in any more restrictions. Yeah. In fact, you want the laws... Reduced. You want the laws, yeah, relaxed uh, because at the end of the day, you're law-abiding firearms owners. The government has nothing to fear from you, nor does the public. And, uh, you know, you, you want to you make sure you're heard. And you know what, Jason? The apathy. The apathy among shooters is just mm. unbelievable. We, me and Muzz were actually venting to each other yesterday because, yeah. well, that paid off. You know, we're actually starting to shout, not at each other, but just in general over the phone because yeah. we're thinking, what's it going to take for shooters to stop being apathetic? Is it really going to take all your firearms to be lost? Because I was talking to Muzz yesterday. This five shot literally goes through. Uh, I'm seriously going to be making I'm, – I'm single. I've got no family, so I'm going to be either making plans to move either to New Zealand uh, and get a job or I'm going to be start sending my resume out literally to the States, people in the States. Mate, I don't care if I work at Bass Pro Shops. I'll, <laughs> I'll sell everything up and I'll head to the States. I mean, well, I can't, mate, because eventually this is what their, their plan is. People go, it's not their plan, to, but their plan, and this is the Liberal government again. And, mm. I, and I know I've said this before and some people may disagree. Um, the only ones I can think of that took away our firearms rights over the years for labour was duck hunting by Bob Carr in, two, in uh, what the mid-90s. Mm. Um, at least Bob Carr had the uh, courtesy in New South Wales to give us public land hunting. Public land hunting, right? Yeah, yeah. If I, I've actually put a post on YouTube about the Liberals attacking us, 1996, the 2002 handgun buyback, the Barry O'Farrell takes away our public land hunting, this Adler debacle, all this extra crap they're trying to put on us, make it harder to get firearms from this Liberal government. Uh, again, I'm not saying the Labor any better, Labor aren't any no. better at all, but I'm surprised that even with the Greens and Labor Alliance, they didn't really attack firearms hugely. Yep. They did verbally in the media, but make, like, look, look at what Liberals done in their first term. Under this NFA review, if you think it's going to be positive for shooters, I mean, I can't help you. This is not going to be positive unless we kick up a huge, massive yep. we need stink. We need thousands, thousands of emails yep. uh, going into the Attorney General's department to uh, Minister Keenan, to the PM's office, to your local member, um, to, to your premier. Uh, you need to send them an email, very, very simple emails. Just, you know, if you've never, and you know who you are. You, you're listening to the show right now. You've never got off your bum and, and, and written something and done something for your sport. Yep. Now, you know what? I'm not having a, you know, I'm not trying to be hard on people, but like seriously, look at yourselves. If we end up losing more rights, have a good look at yourselves. And can you look in the mirror and say, "Well, you know, at least I tried. I've done something." Yeah. If you if you can't, well, then start doing something. Yeah. Do something now. Yeah. You know, like don't wait. Don't wait until the the police come and say, uh, "Excuse me, sir. Uh, we know that you got registered uh, here. You got a seven shot thirty thirty marlin." Uh, we'll just have to. Um, have you got a category C for that? Oh no. Oh, we we'll have to just take that, mate. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah. You know, don't wait. Don't wait for that day because it could happen. And we we hope too that our organiser, me and Muzz have this joke. We do it. We do it sometimes. We'll do a reenactment, right? Um, 
we just hope too in regards to the organizations that are at the table we just hope they don't sell us out and they start pushing for our gun rights because it feels like this is what happens like let's say um mm. like let's pretend um Mars's minister uh keen justice minister keen and federally so i'm like oh hello this is blah 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 president from blah blah organization who's this Oh, yeah, this is uh, Minister Keenan. Just letting you know that we're changing the gun laws and um, we're basically cutting all the uh, cutting all the requirements down to make sure that uh, Category A and B firearms must only be a five-round gun. Anything else must be uh, uh, Category C. Oh, okay. Then, well, yeah, we'll just go back and tell our members. Is there anything else you want us to tell them while you're screwing them over? Uh, yeah, you, there'll be extra forms to fill out and uh, you'll oh, have okay. to, you have to uh, fill in a secondary PTA and uh, also uh, you'll also have to go for additional training if you want a oh, Category C firearm. Sure, no worries. All right, we'll, we'll, just, um, we'll just go tell our members. Thank you. Beep. <laughs> we j- <laughs> I just hope it doesn't end up like that. <laughs> yes, we're just yeah. going to tell our members. Thank you very much. Goodbye. You know, like yeah. we, we want to see these organisations. You know, if, if that's what they, if that's what they mean by, oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to include shooters groups in yeah. the consultation process. Yeah, we, we don't want otherwise, that. Otherwise, you know, otherwise, when we're done screwing you over, we'll let you know. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. it's just. I hope that's not the case. I really hope that is not the case. But that little scenario that me and Jason have played out, you know what? It could very well be the case, and I certainly. Hope that if that happens, I certainly hope our pro-gun organisation fight and they fight hard and they really tell the government to stick it, you know, where. So um, anyway, we can only hope for the best. But, I, but like I said before, don't wait until you get a letter from the police saying that, listen, sir, we know you have this firearm. We're going to come and collect it. OK, write your letter today. It only has to be a short letter. Uh, dear uh, Justice Minister Keenan, I do not approve of any changes to the NFA. In fact, uh, law-abiding uh, gun owners have been um, you know, uh, persecuted for years. We need to change the laws in favour of law-abiding gun owners. We need to relax the laws and the law should mainly focus on you know, charging the criminals and going yep. after all the criminals. And animals. that was uh, national. And that's it. That's a simple letter. And put your name to it, put your address to it. At least that's some, someone else that's... Um, you know, uh, supporting gun rights in the country and the, and the government's going to know it. And we need thousands of letters like that, guys. We need thousands of letters, not just a couple of hundred thousand. So, you know, um, that's pretty much it. You know, that's the only thing that's going to save your rights. And I urge you guys to just please get involved. Yeah, uh, Muzz is going to love this one. We decided to read this one because... <laughs> Muzzle like this one. You know, last time we talked about uh, rights versus privileges about oh, firearms. Now we got an uh, email from Wayne, which I think was a, a pretty pretty good email. Very interesting. He writes twice and he says, Jason and Mario, I think the latest comments to listeners requesting more hunting info and less gun rights propaganda. Uh, not sure where AHP and straight shooting start and end. In my iTunes feed, they just download as episodes from the same source of AHP. Correct. What we did, what we didn't want to do is create, you know, basically two different podcasts, two different mediums. It's a lot of extra work. Double the websites. So we incorporated the straight shooting podcast, you know, every two or three, four episodes, you know, during our normal show rotation. So anyone that is not sure, yeah, we've got. Uh, all our shows are Everyday Hunter. We've got interviews. We've got straight shooting. They all encompass each episode. So it's really just a mix of, if you like hunting, hey, we've got that. Yep. If you like gun rights, hey, we've got that. If you like the Everyday Hunter stuff, we've got that. Hey, interviews. If you, if you want to be part of Everyday Hunter, hey, send us an email and you can be on yeah. the show. No problem at all. Anyway, to go on with um, Wayne's email, he says, I know they are titled differently, but it took me a while to twig. 
As my prefer- uh, reference to gun rights propaganda, what I mean is there, I disagree with some aspects of you and Mario's view that we should adopt the US rights approach myself, as I do see gun ownership in capital letters as a privilege in many ways, and I believe it should be well regulated and controlled. Well, I don't disagree it should be least regulated and controlled, but you know, it depends on what sort of regulation and control you're actually talking about. Well, there's different interpretations. Well regulated. What is, what is well regulated? I mean, what, what is that? Yeah. Is that just a license and you know, safe storage? Or is that you know, a license, PTAs, and you know, uh, certain restrictions on firearms? I mean, it all depends what you, what you think. But look, Wayne, honestly, mate, um, I pre- we appreciate your comments. But if you think that it's a privilege, you're kidding yourself because the people have really corrupted the language. The, langu- the privilege, it, it's not a privilege by definition, not at all. Uh, it's a right. It's yeah. a legal some, entitlement. People, a legal entitlement on, under the law. Some people said too. They go, "Oh, we, we, we would." You know, one person said, and this was very rare, obviously, that we were just cherry picking the uh, definitions to suit our agenda. And I was like, "Well, that's the definition, yeah. man. Right? What else is privilege. there? What else is there? That is the legal definition in the dictionary. You know, and you go on, you know, go on the internet, look up right versus privilege, and have a look exactly what it says. What else is there? How can we cherry pick when that's what it actually means? But going, yeah. hang on, going on, Mars, we'll finish off in this one too. He goes, "The problem is we have bunnies doing the regulating and controlling, obviously." probably talking about our uh, politicians. What irony. I also laughed at the references to the gold-plated deals. Yeah, a lot of people did like that. I got a few emails about that. Uh, It was great to remember if you are not making someone angry, you are not doing your job. Keep smiling. Anyway, keep up the good work and go hard. I love the show. So thanks, Wayne. But he also follows up. Um, He just just finished listening to the straight shooting 93, and I've got to say, holy crap, now I get it. Right, Mario's explanation of privilege versus right has swung me 360 in hopefully the right direction. If only we could get the pro-gun sides like SSAA to define and adopt these definitions in its constitution and adopt these definitions, explain them for use in all communications, I think uh, we will get uh, some real cut through. Well done, Mario. So I think that's a good thing. Oh, well, uh, yeah, well, there you go. Sorry, he's sorry. It kind of destroys my earlier co- comments because he obviously <laughs> understands now. But, um, but yeah, but I guess uh, I was just replying to your earlier comments, Wayne. Um, look, it, it isn't it isn't a privilege. It is a right. A privilege is, say, for example, let's say, for example, we had no gun laws, and to get a gun, you had to, you know, write a nice letter to a minister, right? And and the minister says, okay, you seem like a nice person. I'll give you a gun. That's a privilege, right? And that's what it comes down to. But we've got laws in this country, laws under which we are legally entitled to buy and own firearms. Yep. That is a right. Okay, there's no two ways about it. That is a right. Anyone who tells you it's a privilege doesn't understand language or has been brainwashed to think in in that sort of manner, this privilege manner. I mean, look, you've got to understand, if it's a privilege, it means that it's it's something that's above and beyond the law, something that someone someone else doesn't have the the right to do. If you're over the age of 18, you don't have a criminal record in violence or drugs or fraud, you can get a firearms license. You have a right to get a firearm. It's not as if they can't say, well, hang on. No, you're a clean skin, but mm, no, you're not getting one. Yeah, uh, hang on. We don't like to look at your hair. We don't like to look at your hair. Yeah, you've got red hair. Sorry, you know you're from a particular ethnicity. Uh, No, we don't like you. 
Yeah. Now, they don't have the right to do that. I mean, that's discrimination. Um, they've got to give you, they, they're obligated to give you that firearms license if you don't have a mm-hmm. criminal record and if you pass all the checks and balances. And if they don't give it to you, well, you have the right to take them to court. And you appeal it and you'll win. You'll win, exactly. So, you know, it is absolutely a right in this country and don't let anyone tell you different. And then uh, to finish off the emo, says, print it out and put it on stickers and shout your definitions from the rooftops. This literally makes sense. I guess, by the way, and we do do this, and I've spoken to Mario about this. He goes, by the way, so you both don't get big heads. I still think uh, you both could enunciate your words a bit better. For example, you say, free, (laughs) instead of free, and sometimes sound a little uneducated. (laughs) That is always a problem, I know. How's that for a kick in the balls uh, when you were feeling good about yourself? Anyway, keep up the good work. Love the show. Hey, listen, I don't think I'd do it hardly anywhere at all. I don't know why he's having a comment. We sound uneducated, but we you educated say, him. You, yeah, you say free and, and, and stuff like that. You know but, what it is, Jason, because English, English, to be honest, is my second language. I came, I came I'm a migrant. I came here so when I, I was- See you later. Well, see you later. <laughs> get out of this country. Take your Adler and head home. Yeah, take your Adler. See you later. You know, get back on the first boat. Anyway, um, so I came here when I was, um, I was very young. I was, I was just a little boy and English, literally my second language, and I grew up with a lot of other ethnic, uh, um, you know- uh, people in my uh, in my area, so it's just the way I've learned to speak, and unfortunately, it's just the way it is. I think my English is actually pretty good, but just sometimes my pronunciation. Yeah, it's like a he's lot of from words. Penrith. 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 <laughs> Me know. And we've talked, but yeah, you know, it's kind of hard to get him out of it. You know, I've told him about this, but he just again, when we get excited on the show, it's hard to actually change up those habits he's probably been doing for thirty years. But you know what? And we're just just to and for Wayne because Wayne said, "How's that for a kick in the balls?" Yeah, you know what, Wayne? We're going to give you a big kick in the balls because we're, <laughs> we're going to let you listen to this. is very interesting, Wayne. Check this out. Um, this was an uh, sunrise morning program. Yeah. Uh, this back was in two thousand nine. Yeah, back in two thousand and nine. This was and Bob Catter actually did a really good job. There's only one issue he said at the end about you know like yeah. There's a point if we were to have the discussion about banning firearms in full. That was where the only downhill. But throughout the whole nine minutes, I think it was he did a fantastic job. But we wanted to play a bit of a bit of audio from yep. what Samantha because it was Samantha Lee through the co- uh, coalition of a gun control it was Bob Catter and obviously Koshi and Mel who Mel was on the show as one of the hosts at the time Koshi obviously again we know is pretty anti-gun uh, he he was having a little bit of a say but we wanted to sh- listen get you to listen to what Samantha Lee actually said about rights versus privileges and whether it's a right to own a firearm so we're just going to play that right now Okay, Um, because Todd emailed from the ACT uh, backing up uh, Bob here saying we should be able to have firearms to protect our family and property. That's that's the nub of Bob's point. What do you reckon about that? In Australia, our laws do not allow us to use firearms for self-protection or protection of property. And I think that's trying to find a balance between public safety and the needs of shooters. Uh, In Australia, having a firearm is a right and not a privilege. We have to prove why we want a firearm, and I think that's legitimate. Okay, and there you've heard Samantha Lee, the anti-gun Nazi. I mean, even she recognises that gun ownership is a right, not a privilege in this country. Now, why can't people like uh, National President Jeff Jones of the SSAA recognise that? I mean, he tells you in the magazine that we have no right to firearms ownership. I mean, really? I mean, then, of course, um, just recently, Robert Borsak in Parliament saying that we are highly privileged to own firearms. Really? I mean, 
maybe Samantha Lee should be running our organisations. At least she recognises. <laughs> no, 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 at no, least no, she no, recognises no. it's a right. Of course, I'm joking. Uh, but you know, look, it, it's crazy. I mean, look, why can't the the our pro gun leaders recognise and keep saying it? that it is a right to own firearms in this country. People need to hear that. They need to hear that because uh, it's a fact. First of all, it's a fact, and it's very positive. It's a positive message. It's a positive message to the gun-owning community. Instead of telling them all the time, oh, you're weak and pathetic, and yeah, yeah you should yeah. be lucky. You're privileged. Oh, you're that... privileged to own guns. Yeah, hey, Mars, did you know you are privileged to buy that Adler? Um, oh, Jesus, know? Jason, I've never felt so privileged in my life. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like, I mean, just the language, the rhetoric, it, it, it's not there. It's not positive enough. And, and that is that has always been a problem in Australia, and especially the, a lot of our publications. I mean, you go to any news agent, you'll see the, you know, sport shooter and all those other magazines and how many of those magazines talk about our rights and our freedoms i mean how many literally no. none it's just embarrassing i find when literally a anti-gun controller is saying it's a right in this country and we have organizations shooters we have uh, political parties uh, saying it's a right and a highly privileged right to own firearms in this country that's not the case we said before yes america has a constitutional right but if you have, which means they can never take gun ownership away, right? Yep. But since saying that, if we have a, if you have a criminal record in America, you do your FBI background check, comes back positive. You won't be able to buy a gun anyway. You don't get one. That's so, it. So, you know, it's, it's not, it doesn't, it's not a, a constitutional right without limits. I mean, uh, you know, there are limits. So and it's just like in this country, just like New Zealand, just like in Canada, uh, you do have a right to own firearms. So, you know, it, it comes down to, I guess, you know, if you're a criminal, obviously you're not going to get one. It's simple as that. Yeah, just to clarify that, if you, if you are a criminal, you can get guns, obviously, but you just won't be able to buy them legally. No, that's exactly true. I, mean, I agree with you. Um, here we go. Apathetic shooter. Apathetic shooter. Apathetic shooter. All right, mate, we've got some great ones. This is obviously very popular. Now, this one... Uh, was basically a picture on Facebook. Now, it was a dead fox. Someone shot a dead fox, and what he had around the dead fox was one, two, three, four, five chickens. Now, the fox must have got into the pen, uh, obviously decimated the uh, chickens, and he's not happy. And then there's a bit of a fight between a couple of dudes, and then this guy, Luke Redfern. Hi, Luke. How are you going, mate? Uh, he goes, we live in Australia. We don't have a right, and he's put it in capital letters, uh, in, in quotes, to own firearms here. It's a privilege. And whether you like it or not, that's the way it is. And uh, he, then he goes, I edit out the... Oh, I can't even say that. But again, this just goes to show again, guys, that again, people just aren't understanding uh, the definition uh, of firearms ownership. And there's, again, there's no cherry picking. It's the definition. No. There's, there's nothing we can do. Now, this is a very good one. Muzz spoke about this, and someone actually mentioned this on our iTunes comments before when we attacked a uh, former... I guess would be army person mm. that was in the army. If we remember, this was a recent submission to the inquiry on banning of semi-automatic handguns where he said basically some people shouldn't have these firearms. Okay, now this is another one on YouTube. This guy's name's Edward. He goes, and this was something on, on, on now, uh, Penny. Now, now, now you're testing my memory, Jason. I can't even remember what we said. <laughs> no, no, but this, this one was on Penny Wright. She's the Green Senator. Now, Edward Gilmore writes, he goes, agree. Having spent nine years in the Australian army, Probably a lot more than most pro-gun lobby, and fired everything from 303 to M60. There is absolutely no need for civilians to have automatic or semi-automatic or pump-action weapons. If I lived in a rural area and maybe, in capital letters, had some or any need for a rifle, which I don't, 
There is nothing in Australia that I could not handle with a bolt-action rifle. Yeah. This is the crap. Look, that I here's keep the thing, Jason. About. There's no need. Yeah, you know what? You're right. There's no need. But should that should should that allow politicians to create laws to stop us from pursuing our interests? I say no. It doesn't give them the right to stop pursuing our interests. Now, you can say, well, there's no need to own a Ferrari. I mean, really, you can get around in a Hyundai Gets, you know? I mean, you don't have to have Ferrari. I mean, you can say, you can give that argument, put that argument towards a whole heap of things. There's no need to jump out of a perfectly good plane, you know what I mean? But, hey, people are free to do it, and they love going skydiving, you know what I mean? There's no need to try and dive, you know, a thousand, you know, a thousand meters underground, but hey, people do it because you know they're free to do it. They're free to pursue their interests. So when you say, "Oh, there's no need to own semi-automatic firearms," you know what? You probably don't need them to do, to to do the vast amount of hunting that we do. But hey, should that stop us from being able to own them? No, we have a right to pursue our interests. We have a right to pursue our hobbies legally and lawfully. And we can do it safely. So the whole need argument is just nonsensical. It's an absolute nonsense. Mm. And anyone that presents that argument really has no uh, has no valid argument to offer. Yeah. Right. Now, so it really embarrasses when it's the coalition for gun control says it's a right to, and you've got well, privileges going against the anti-gunners, shooters going against anti-gunners. Unbelievable. This is an interesting one. Now, this is not really apathetic shooter. Muzz knows about this. I'm not sure if he recalls. I took a picture. Now, this was from Narelle Bartley. Now, I got a in my inbox on the Australian Hunting Podcast Facebook page, I got a thing saying someone was offended by one of my photos. It had been reported. Oh. So when I first looked at it, I thought, hang on. It's my logo, you know, the fox head with the circle and Australian right. Hunting Podcast. It says, hey, Australian Hunting Podcast, there's something about this photo that bothers me. Would you please take it down? Oh. And look, I'm just showing Muzz now. It's literally a picture of my podcast logo. Right, Somebody yeah, reported fox. my podcast logo. Unbelievable. Moving on from that. Yeah, the party of permanent offence. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from that. Now, this is not really apathetic shooter, but still worthwhile. This crap we're going to deal on Facebook. Now, this is about Cecil the Lion. I think oh, Robert Borzak made a uh, media uh, article. Now, this is some of the comments. It says, hey, Robert Borzak, which is – what is like, – do you think he's never heard that before? It's just stupid, right? You need yeah. to be hunted down and shot right between the eyes. That was from Deirdre Banks. And then Brian, oh, what a lovely person. Yeah, what a lovely, kind, compassionate person. And, that's it. and then from Brian Hender, that would make you as bad as the hunters, not cool, Deirdre Banks. Then she writes, the animals did nothing to hurt the hunters. The hunters did everything in their power to kill the animals, Brian Hender. It's called karma, and it's a bitch. Cool, really cool, I say. Uh, and then George Comantis, I'm with you on this. You tell them, Deirdre, right between the eyes. <laughs> Oh, it's just unbelievable. And then Vance Nichols. So, Deirdre, you, you are just wondering if you're advocating murder. Unbelievable, these freaks yeah. of nature, mate. You know what I mean? It's incredible. The left-wing lunatics, I mean, they are really the most dangerous people in the world. They will, you know, they will say, and actually, to be quite honest, Jason, they, they're likely to act out sometimes on, on a lot of these things. You know what I mean? They're crazy, crazy people. Um, and it's just unbelievable some of the things you read. The absolute hatred, uh, the the sheer hatred they have for certain groups of of society. You know, um, what can I say about it? It's just unbelievable. 
We're just going to go to a quick break here on AHP Digital, and we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. Do you have dull, blunt, or badly sharpened knives that couldn't skin a cat? At Scary Sharp, we use a multi-step grinding system and will hand sharpen your blades to a precise edge. Our process of sharpening knives will have your blades splitting hairs for a surprisingly low cost. Not only do we sharpen knives, but we also sharpen scissors, clippers, garden tools, arrowheads, axes or anything that holds an edge. We are located close to Canberra and we also have a mail-in service. Visit Scary Sharp on Facebook or call Bob on 0410 432 852 and find out how we can meet your sharpening needs. Scary Sharp. If it cuts, we can sharpen it. Looking for outdoor equipment for your next adventure? At Aussie Outdoor Gear, you can find cooking equipment, camo clothing for kids, backpacks, camo accessories and much more. We cater for your hunting, fishing, camping, hiking and other outdoor pursuits with our unique product range. AussieOutdoorGear.com.au Quality gear at affordable prices. Well, that's the end of the Apathetic Shooter segment. Again, if you've got more Apathetic Shooter segments, please email them to me. I'll put them on my next list for the show. Just wanted to read two quick more emails. Actually, I forgot to read a muzzle. That's one, Gavin Atkinson. Uh, Gavin, thank you. Hi, Jason. Just letting you know the latest straight shooting episode was brilliant. Love Mario and Frank's stories about the States. Seriously endorse the idea of you guys heading over there for a boys trip bumper podcast series. Oh, man, I'd love that. <laughs> That'd be good. Tie the, tie, uh, so tie in Knob Creek with Vegas and the rut and you'll, have, you'll be in heaven. Yeah, we'll have to wait forward on 15 months to hear the episodes, but it will be well worth it. Well, again, thanks, um, Gavin, mate, we really appreciate Good on you, it. Gavin, great email. Thanks, mate. Yeah, and another Sticker one coming out to you. Yeah, yeah. Send us, your, hey, send us your email, uh, Gavin, if you hear this on the podcast, and we'll send me your email on the Australian Hunting Podcast Gmail dot com, and I'll send you a free sticker. Okay, Andrew Hardman, feedback for the show. He says, just listen to the latest podcast with Dylan Smith. That was uh, one on uh, cameras and and and. and uh, taking you know video and cameras out in the field and taking photos yep. i really enjoyed hearing from someone who enjoys his hunting it also uses it to pursue other passions as well i think it's crucial to tell the stories of not only hunting but people whom use hunting uh to improve uh their daily lives in many ways this can be things as simple as bonding with friends or family improving the quality of meat we eat or even as a therapeutic exercise to get people through harder times great work and some really helpful tips for beginners uh to beginners to the craft keep up the fantastic work guys andrew so thanks again andrew and uh, going on from that uh, there's plenty we've got coming up on the show too. We're going to go through a few news articles now. Muzzle's got a few. Um, I've just in case you guys don't know, I've got a really great podcast coming up with a fellow, uh, some disabled hunting, which I think was absolutely fantastic. And people that have disabilities, uh, his name's Clyde Thomas. He we did a podcast about a week and a half ago. It was fantastic. And uh, this guy is literally paralysed from the neck down. He can't hunt, or he does, sorry, he can't hunt like without, obviously, help, but his mates take him out, and it's an absolutely fantastic podcast. So just goes to show that a guy that can, is paralyzed from the neck down can go hunting, so don't let you know, a disability or some you know, health issues get in your way of hunting. Won't say who I've got coming up yet, but I sent an email to another senator. Mm. Uh, just last week, um, didn't get a response, about two weeks ago, I should say, uh, no response, 
sent a, sent a follow-up email. I didn't get a response again. Uh, then got a very, very kind response saying, you really apologize for not getting back to me. Well, obviously now it's a he now. Uh, and he absolutely looked forwards to coming on my show. Yep. Uh, so this will be my third senator, Bridget McKenzie, David Lionhelm, and I'm not going to say who it is. Uh, obviously, they're pretty pro-gun. They've said, they've said some great things, so you probably already know who it is. Um, but look out for that. I don't want to say anything too much yet, just in case, again, it doesn't happen, because sometimes it doesn't happen, then we look a bit silly. <laughs> What's your first article you've got there, Muz? What are we going on to? Okay, now, before I go on to the news, um, Jason, uh, as you know, guys, recently there's been uh, the Brisbane SHOT Show. Yes. Yeah, so unfortunately we were not able to attend, but from all things that I hear, it was a fantastic event, and good on you guys up in Queensland who attended the show, and I wanted to just say g'day to Aussie Reviews. Aussie Reviews is up there, very strong supporter and follower of ours, and uh, we, we in, in turn are good, strong supporters of him. He's doing some fantastic things. Uh, his firearm reviews are excellent, and you can check them out online on YouTube. Just type in Aussie Reviews, and uh, you'll see a lot of great firearm reviews. Good on you, mate. You're doing a great job. Um, anyway, uh, the Brisbane SHOT Show was fantastic from everything we hear. And for and if you if you got any comments about the Brisbane SHOT Show, new products you've seen or anything like that, please feel free to send us a voicemail. Okay, so we want to we want to uh, know know from you guys who have actually been to the show, and uh, you know if you if there's something particularly you like or you didn't like, please send us a voicemail. We'll play the voicemail. Okay, now Jason. Uh, okay, here this is uh, this article is from fishingworld.com.au. Now, uh, animal rights groups come after game fishing. Now, I knew there was just a matter of time before this happens. Yep, the fishers are under attack, guys. The fishers are under attack now. Oh, oh, we've got cruelty, cruelty to fishing now. Here we go. Okay, so this is from uh, 24th of August, 2015. An international animal rights organisation has prepared a nomination to list game fishing in Australian waters as a key threatening process under the Environment Protection and Biodiversity Conservation Act 1999. Wow. Uh, the Humane Society International, which is linked with the extremist Peter Group, claims game fishing is having a significant impact on fish stocks in Australian waters uh, uh, through the removal of large predatory fish, which can lead to tropic cascades and potential ecological collapse of marine ecosystems. Really? <laughs> They're unbelievable, these guys, you know. Uh, making, it, making its argument for the nomination, uh, HSI said, uh, catch and release fishing is no longer thought to be as beneficial for the conservation of fish stocks. Uh, why? <laughs> Yeah, but also, too, I mean, you catch and release. I mean, okay, uh, you're catching enough, them you're, and you're releasing them. Okay, I mean, yeah, like, like, okay, so I'm not eating it. How's yeah. that going to benefit the fish? Stock? Unless it breeds. How's that, that going to not benefit the fish stocks? Well, I mean, yeah, I that's mean, what they're saying. Okay, the, I guess it still gets to breed. I mean, but, he, but here's the key factor in your story, no. Jason. Here's the key factor the group did not specify any scientific basis for its claims. Oh, really? Because there's no science behind it, obviously. I mean, they're unbelievable, these animal rights groups. And you know what? To be honest, a lot of these fishing shows, I think they do a lot of harm to fishing. Now, I'm, I'm happy to say this. Me and Jason are not scared of saying things that are controversial. These blokes that are catching these fish, kissing them and releasing them, I mean, that is uh, something that is going to be mandatory, I reckon, in the future. You won't be able to keep fish mm. in the future. It'll be illegal because it'd be, be like, oh, well, you, you can't kill you know, all the uh, uh, you know, fish in the ocean. I mean, have a look at it. This, this stuff that's going on about sharks. And, I mean, we're going to do a podcast 
sometime later on that's going to be dedicated to sharks. And I've got very strong strong opinions when it regards to sharks. Uh, it's becoming uh, a kind of mentality in Australia where you know you're not allowed to kill any marine life. Mm. You know you're not allowed to kill the shark. A few you're dolphins not... got caught in the nets. Yeah, I mean, God forbid we should have nets in the water in case a turtle gets stuck in there. I mean, <laughs> it, it is becoming Ooh, really. A couple of dolphins got caught. Ooh. It is becoming really, really, really bad. Yeah. And to be honest, a lot of these fishing programs they're not doing fishos any no. favors. I actually go on a lot of forums i go on it yeah a lot of you guys know i got a kayak i go kayak fishing i really enjoy it you see some people even put up a photo of like three flathead oh did you throw them back oh this is taking too much but there's there's, there's fights on the forum about people saying i mean i i heard a guy one day i remember i I was talking to a guy i think i've told this story Muzz. i was talking to him i remember when he said he goes mate catch and and i'm not saying i agree with this but it was certainly a different perspective he said i can't believe people that catch and release and i said how so and he goes right for say for for your own pleasure he goes, you've hooked the fish, reefed it in, cause it distressed, mm. just for fun, just to put it back in the water. He goes, mate, that makes no sense to me. He goes, if you're at least going to hurt it and bring it in, at least have the courtesy to kill it and eat it. I agree. And eat it. You know I what agree. I mean? He goes, just pulling it in for the fun of it and making it suffer and then just putting it back in the water. He goes, what do you... Where are you going with that? What are you doing with that? Well, you know? I'd like to see a fishing show where they catch the fish, they bring it on the boat, they gut it. They cut some nice fillets out of it and they put it on the barbie. I mean, that's what fish are for. <laughs> they're, they're for eating. Big tuna. Like, I mm. mean, big tuna, something like that. I mean, look, these guys that are catching, releasing, kissing the fish, I mean, give it a rest, guys. I mean, it's some, it's unbelievable. Pretty soon, that's the only thing that will be allowed to do. And even then, they'll say, oh, no, you can't even do that because yeah. it's, you know, it's traumatic and we, and to the fish. And we just uh, read recently, too, that, again, uh, in, in in Sydney, again, they're trying to, you know, lock out Sydney from fish shows. And we said this before, nah. your fishing licence, your fishing tax money, you're giving the government money and they want to continually look. It's like paying the devil. It's like paying the devil. You're paying the devil to continually screw you over. I just can't understand yeah, it. Look, some people support the fishing licence. Others don't. Some people think it's a good thing. Look, guys, I've got to explain something to you. The fishing licence is the worst kind of so, uh, recreational socialism that you could ever impose on fishers. It benefits only a very small amount of uh, people in the mm. fishing community, not the large amount of people. Uh, and and to be honest, it eventually, will, all it does is money that gets put into consolidated revenue and the government will choose to use it on fishing stuff or they won't. It's that simple. And a lot of times they don't. They don't choose to use it on fishing. So and they build a reef off Sydney and all the scuba divers, all the divers use it, and you end up throwing your line out and you get caught on a bunch of scuba divers and all their, well, you're not allowed all to their fish floats there. and everything. You can't fish. You basically can't fish there. Well, your your money. tax money, your tax money from your fishing license have paid for things like research into marine parks. You know, uh, most likely. Yeah. And don't uh, forget and, they also know, give out grants too. And you know, these grants that are giving out some of these people that are actually getting these grants could be considered greenies trying to you know do the science to you know reduce bag limits to reduce yeah. fish sizes to reduce everything's reduce 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 yep. and then guess what nothing now mm. there's there's the other side of it too i mean people say oh yeah you know you've got hatcheries that are being supported with this and you've got you know like uh inspectors i mean why do we need inspectors i mean well, why do you need why do you need to pay someone to go out and fine you in case you've got one fish too many. Yeah, but then you know? people say, then why do we need police to fine us for speeding? You know what I mean? Well, no, it's not the same thing. 
I mean, the water belongs to everyone. You have a right to go fishing. You have a right to go fishing. You don't well, have a right. As of, you don't what? have a right to speed on the road. You know, you have a right to go fishing. And uh, I mean, you literally have to be. You know, like you know, uh, you got to do a TAFE course to know all the different species of fish and what the bag limits the of all the fish of are. The law is no excuse. Well, you you literally have to do a TAFE course, Jason, to know every single species and what the bag limit on every single species is. Because yeah. there's a lot of species. Let's face it, right? And I'm, Take so, out I'm your showing. Card. I'm showing a little <laughs> bit of my, I guess, ignorance because I haven't been fishing for ages. And to be honest, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what the bag limit on snapper is, or or, or squid, or you know, uh, uh, trevally, or you know, whatever it might be. I wouldn't know what the bag limits are. So if I ended up going down the shop and or going online and getting my fishing license and go out there and I caught a couple of fish, mate, I don't know. I could be over the limit. And then some guy comes along and books me for my, you know, mm. you know, yeah. But, if, but if, if, you, if you were with a second person, you'd be okay. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so, that's the <laughs> other uh, Mars, the you, stupid part of the There's only a bag too. limit of 10. You had 11. If you bought a buddy, oh, you were nine under. But you know what? If they had a fishing this license. This claim, this ridiculous claim when it comes to fishing, and we've kind of segued on this fishing subject we, a little we, bit. We got Mars fired up on the fishing. I'm, I'm fired up. I oh, can't stand these, you know, these fishing Nazis. This claim that somehow recreational fishing is damaging fishing stocks. It is absolute bogus. It is rubbish. We occupy less than 1% of the coastline and the water. To suggest that human occupation of less than 1% of the coastline and the water is somehow you know, irreversibly damaging fish, stock, fish stocks is just ludicrous. It's rubbish. It's nonsense. Yeah, like I've never, I've been out quite a fair bit. I've never caught my bag limit on the kayak. Quite the opposite. I get more donuts than a donut is when you get nothing. You know, you come back and you go, oh, I just spent six hours. I got nothing. Absolutely. I mean, anyway, well, we're gonna we're gonna wind one, up we're gonna wind up this segment because I'm just getting too fired up over the whole fishing thing. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's just absolute, uh, you know, stupidity. Anyway, finish that one off because I got a good one. Yeah, well, well, that's it. I mean, the group did not specify any scientific basis for its claims. I mean, they just say it. And they, you know, expect people to believe them. You know, they've got no scientific basis on it. So it's just, yeah. it's just a, a pure stupidity again from animal rights groups that have absolutely uh, no scientific basis whatsoever. And they, their job is just to attack fishers, attack anyone they can. Yeah, this one's a good one. Sunday Telegraph editorial. Now, this one is absolutely amazing. What we need to do, I think, is start talking about discrimination. Because when I read this to you, yep. you're just going to freak that this was allowed to go to actual print. Wow. Now, the, the heading... Gun freaks must never get to call the shots, right? Yeah, Could oh. you imagine if we on the on said, yeah, this happened the a gay while freaks ago. or yeah. uh, the Muslim freaks or yeah. the Aboriginal freaks or any minority? Might there be uproar? But it seems to be okay that yeah. we are able to continually discriminate against firearms owners. It's, it goes, congratulations to Prime Minister Tony Abbott for standing up to the gun nuts, right? So straight away, first line, yeah. harassment and discrimination. Without federal government action, Australia would have seen an influx of deadly assault weapons despite our Port Arthur Massacre gun laws, specifically banning military-style semi-automatics. Well, what's this got to do with the Adler for a start? Mm. The Adler A110 lever-action shotgun is spooked by its proponents as an alternative to traditional rapid-fire weapons. Again, I'm sick of hearing this. Because instead of a pump action, it issues a Wild West-style ratchet to reload each bullet into the chamber. Jeez. Well, it's not a bullet, it's a shotgun, sure. But anyway, he's, he's actually... 
giving us the proper point, which is, well, why can't we have pump action? What's the difference between levering down and up versus pumping backwards and forwards in a five shot? Why can't I own a five shot pump action? It's manually operated. What's the difference between levering down well, and pushing well, forward? Well, here's the thing, Jason. Let me just stop you right there. There is a, there is a nah, slight difference. There's none. Okay, okay. Is, this is, is where we differ, right? There is a slight difference. And Rob, Rob Neuer explained it. In, on the 730 report with a pump action firearm not don't get me wrong not that I think that we shouldn't have pump action firearms we should it should be a category A rifle if we, you know shotgun. A, a category A shotgun yeah but but the difference is with a pump action shotgun um, you basically keep your finger on the trigger all the time and you use the slide to um, to reload and you can uh, and you can I'm actually listen it is a bit of a difference because you can because you can I keep your finger that. on the trigger constantly and then slide up and down and uh, release heaps of shots in succession which is not a it's, it's not a problem it's not like it's uh it's going to uh increase your accuracy with the gun or anything at all yeah. like in fact quite the opposite good question right? because you know, saying that Muzz knows like not sure if people know this I've got a couple of category C shotguns I've got a Remington 870 yeah. And I, I might actually, uh, when I'm actually next time at the range, I might test that to see if that actually is the case where as you pump it back, it just fires again. Because I've obviously never done that, so I wouldn't know if it actually does that or not. So yeah. I might actually test that and get back to you and let us and let people know if it actually happens. Like, if that's the case, well, there probably is. A, it, but again, anyone that can shoot a, a lever action, I mean, it's a but, pull but of the trigger. It's, it's, What's it's the not, difference? A split, it, it's a, not any kind of benefit to the shooter because it, it, it actually reduces your accuracy. It's hard to But even it then, accurate. it might be a tenth of a second it gives you is that really a difference i don't think so no anyway going on it says um where i was it says it can fire eight rounds in well under a minute well under a minute (laughs) i certainly hope so (laughs) (laughs) if it takes longer than a minute did did i get that hang on hang on did i get that right in the hands of an adept shooter it can fire eight rounds in well under a minute that's what they wrote in the paper. Listen, I, I'm a very bad shooter, right? I reckon I can oh, shoot eight rounds in about 15, 10 seconds, five seconds even. Depends if it's full. It depends if I've, if I've already loaded it and you start from when you start pulling it. This guy's I a bit sw- of a I swear, Jason, if this gun doesn't fire eight rounds in under a minute, I'm sitting in the back. Are you sure he's not talking about a bolt action? <laughs> then he's talking about military-style semi-automatics. Anyway. But this it, is what they wrote. This yeah. <laughs> um, I'll read it again. It can fire eight rounds in well under a minute. That kind of weapon does not belong in this country. And those who seek to subvert our gun laws should be ashamed of themselves. Thousands of gun enthusiasts had already pre-ordered the weapon, encouraged by importer Robert Niwa, uh, who had plans to import 20,000 each year. Of course, most sporting shooters uh, and holders of gun licenses are responsible, sensible people. Yet, he was just calling them gun nuts and freaks. Now he's yeah. being my friend. Yeah, uh, I know. So why on earth would they need a massacre weapon? Oh. So now you're saying they're good people, but now why do they want a massacre weapon? Um, where are we? Why well, it them? turns all of us into, you know, uh, you know, all these uh, crazy people, didn't you know, Jason? If yeah, you have exactly. a particular kind of firearm, like the crazy, you know, Adler, yeah. then it turns you it turns <laughs> into a massacre weapon. Hang on, because if your enemy is a clay target or a duck or even a wild boar, you need to be able to handle it without endangering the entire Australian population. If you can't, find another hobby. There's a guarantee. Oh, is, is the population behind the boar? Oh, I don't know. Well, when you're shooting the boys, the whole population behind it? I don't know. Uh, maybe. I thought it was. Here, uh, <laughs> here's a guarantee. If imported, one of these guns will be used. He's even saying it is going to be. Here's a guarantee. If imported, one of these guns will be used in mass shootings of civilians. That cannot be allowed. The Adler should uh, not be imported at all in any category. It should be banned outright. Like, as I say, can you imagine if this was oh, you were I saying? I cannot believe that went to print. 
I, I, I cannot believe the editor thought that that was appropriate. And what's the title again, Jace? Uh, gun freaks must never call. Sorry, gun freaks must never get to call the shots. Gun freaks. Could you imagine if we said homosexual freaks? I know. Abor- Aboriginal freaks. These Muslim freaks. What about, I mean, obviously just today, Abbott na- announced the 12,000 ref- Syrian refugees, the Syrian freaks. Look, you know? it's just disgraceful. The apps, you know, it's like. It, and this is allowed. Seems, this is allowed. You no, know, it seems like it's, it's okay. It's appropriate um, to, to, you know, degrade us like this, to, to absolutely um, vil- vilify us like this. It, it just seems like it's appropriate in the media. It's just disgraceful. It's disgusting. I can't believe they, they, they're allowed to get away with this stuff, but this is what it comes down to. I mean, uh, organizations like the SSAA should be taking these people to task. And they should be getting on, you know, radio stations and TV stations and saying this is an absolute disgrace. Who who is this person that wrote this article? Who's a, who is it, Jason? Uh, it doesn't actually say. It just says the Sunday. Right. So in other uh, words, the Sunday too Telegraph gutless, editorial. They're too gutless to put their name on it. Mm. Unbelievable. All right. Another article. We've got Victorian Senator Ricky Muir calls for the ban on the Adler shotgun to be overturned. Victorian Senator. This sorry. This is which one we got here? Weekly Times com.au by Natalie uh, Kotsios, August 11, 2015. Victorian Senator Ricky Muir will today announce a call for the importation ban of the Adler A110 lever-action shotgun to be overturned. Senator Muir and his New South Wales counterpart, David Lionhelm, will table a motion in the Senate today uh, to disallow the unjust temporary ban, and they have thrown down the gauntlet to the National Senators to back their plea. Yep. Well, you know, we know Tim Fisher sold us out in 1996, uh, the Nationals. Uh, oh, the who, Nationals are a disgrace when it comes to gun rights. Yeah, They're just you know, a, and, and me and Mars were having this um, conversation. I, and, and, you know, and you know, sorry, Jason, sorry to stop you there. And you know what, Bridget McKenzie, Senator Bridget McKenzie, you've done a great interview with her, and I thought that was one of your best interviews, and I thought she was really good. But she said, said a lot of things in Parliament that made me think twice, and I'm not really sure about her, because recently she said a speech in Parliament which supports gun owners and also um, supports the importation of the Adler. But then she says, oh, we've got very tough gun laws and we should be proud of them. Mm. Really? If you listen to the start of the, really? the show um, that I did with Bridget McKenzie, I actually played the whole interview. It was Penny Wright uh, talking about the Senate inquiry and banning semi-automatic handguns, and she says she wants to see no watering down of the NFA. Yeah. So, I mean, if she I kept- mean, how can you be in support of gun rights yeah. and at the same time support these draconian measures? Mm. And I and- did bring that up. I did bring that up with the senator. I said, you know, New Zealand's not doing it. Canada's not doing it. And she sort of, I mean, you probably re- heard her. She did skirt around the question a bit. Yeah. Um, saying, well, you know, science, well, the science is there. It's not, no other country's doing it. Canada just abolished firearms registration. You heard that yeah. on the last interview with Gary Breitkreitz, the Canadian MP, uh, about freedom is not free. You need to fight. Yep. And she's there saying, I mean, again, I think she's saying some good things. Again, I'm not going to, me and Mario aren't hassling her too much. Uh, it's better to have her saying some good things than none at all, like some of the politicians are, on, especially on their Facebook posts about, but yeah, some of the stuff is concerning. She wants to see no watering down of the yeah, NFA. Yeah, and this well, is just my personal opinion, Jason, but I think she's been probably brought into line. I think she's been told, look, you can speak about gun rights as long as this doesn't go outside the NFA. Um, and to be honest, she's just, uh, uh, you know, basically towing the company line, and uh, which I, which is not very impressive at all. It's it's not it's not progressive politics at all, and um, it's just a real shame. So I certainly hope I'm wrong about it, but the things that she's saying 
is not very uh, not very good at all for us, and it's unfortunate. But anyway, what can anyway, you do? Going on that, Mister Muir said, "For me, this disallowance is a reminder to the government that there are proper processes Parliament should be taking." He said, "It's a reminder that bringing in knee-jerk regulations that only affect those that abide by the law and and selling it with mistruths essentially makes a law-abiding firearms owners look like criminals, and this is unacceptable." Well, uh, great, well done, Ricky. Yeah, it is a moral stance and one I will continue to fight for. And although I do not expect a lot of support from my colleagues in the Senate, it will be interesting to see what their position from the National Party Senate take. So again, you know, ha- again, National Party that you know is supposed to be representing rural people, you know, um, you know, Warren Trust for an example, saying you know some concerning things about the Adler shotgun, um, which we'll address on the next show. Uh, you know, I mean, what do you do? 95% good. You know, I guess you, you guys can make up your mind that, you know, for listening to this show. But, you know, on that Bridget McKenzie, you will hear her say that. So good, good, you know, well done to Ricky Muir. And I must admit, Ricky Muir has come, you know, quite a long way uh, from his, you know, hum, humble beginnings on a 60 Minutes where he got axed, you know, mm. hardcore on during those interviews because he was just not seasoned. It seems he's been doing a lot of work. And uh, again, write Ricky Muir a email. Senator.Muir at aph.gov.au because, again, very important to let these people know that thank you for supporting you. If they're not getting getting any support and they're going, well, I'm putting my neck out for shooters and I'm not hearing anything positive back. Yep, spot on, Jason. What's he going to do? He's going to obviously probably stop talking about it. So, you know, email Ricky Muir. You can just type in Senator Muir. You'll find his email on Google, but I just uh, read it for you guys. Last one to finish off. This one's a good one. I really enjoyed reading some of this stuff. It's um, from New South Wales. Uh, this is the today's. This is the estimates hearing in New South Wales, um, which was chaired by Robert Borzak. Now there were some really, really good questions. I'm not going to go through all of them because there's quite some quite significant uh, in length. But uh, it says federal. This is from the chair uh, from Robert Borzak, federal from the Shooters and Fishers Party. Federal Justice Minister Keenan is quoted as saying that you personally as Police Minister of New South Wales, asked for the import ban on the Adler A110 lever-action shotgun. Is this true? And had any costings of New South Wales business or government been undertaken for such an initiative to ban? Uh, the Minister for Police and Emergency Services, Troy Grant, said, no, it's not true. Uh, I did not personally request it. I was simply informed by the intentions of the federal government via a phone call in the first instance. I received that call when sitting at the airport on my way home. That was followed up via a letter from the Federal Justice Minister Michael Keenan. I understand a disallowance motion has been put forward in the Senate by Senators Lionhelm and Muir. That process will run its course and I do not intend to offer any, any commentary on it. No New South Wales costings have been undertaken regarding the suspension of the importation of relevant lever-action shotguns known as the Adler A1. And I'm not aware of any costings at a Commonwealth level. Okay, the next one is where he says, I understand that the discussions currently being held by the Firearms and Weapons Policy Working Group include a move to place various lever-action firearms and pump-action rifles into Category C or Category D. Would you support this? Mm. Another great question. Troy Grant says, no. The aim of the Firearms and Weapons Policy Group is to advise on the development of national and consistent policy on firearms and weapon-related issues that are common to all jurisdictions. Its membership comprises representatives from each of our states and territories and the Australian Customs and Border Protection Force, the Australian Institute of Criminology and the Australian Crime Commission. It also includes Defence Export Control Office, CrimTrack and other federal officers. It is currently working on an update to the 1996 National Firearms Agreement, which comprises of all state and territory firearms regulations. This update was recommended 
recommended by the Joint Commonwealth and New South Wales Martin Place Siege Review, uh, Review Report. The New South Wales government would expect that any proposals to reclassify firearms under the National Firearms Agreement would be rigorously justified and fully costed and the impacts on existing firearms owners fully considered before any such proposals are submitted to ministers for our consideration. What do you reckon? Well, um, I guess it's standard stuff. I'm, I mean, the impact on firearms owners fully considered. Yeah, well, of course they're going to consider. They're going to consider screwing us if they want to. You know what I mean? So uh, I, 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 don't, yeah. I don't know how to interpret that, to be honest, Jason. I don't really know how to interpret that. But, yeah, look, it's great questions by Robert Borsak. Really yeah. good. So there's another one. Let's go on another one here too before we finish off. Regarding the, this is Robert Borzak again. Regarding the Joint Commonwealth New South Wales report on the Martin Place siege, the report calls for simplification of the regulation of the legal firearms market through an update of the technical elements of the National Firearms Agreement. The specific technical element the report identifies is in regards to the genuine reason for Category D licences and licence durations only. Do you agree that these technical aspects need updating? Are there any other technical elements that you would see should be changed or updated? Now, Troy Grant says, The Joint New South Wales Commonwealth Review review mentioned that some variations have developed in relation to how jurisdictions apply aspects to the National Firearms Agreement. These have included different periods of licences and different requirements that need to be met to own and possess Category D firearms, which include self-loading rifles adapted for military purposes and (laughs) self-loading shotguns. Again, not a problem in another country. No doubt this issue will be subject to discussions between jurisdictions, those who represent licensed firearms owners and other stakeholders. Before any decisions are made in relation to these matters, I will ensure that any proposed changes are evidence-based and have been uh, subject to proper consultation. Well, I'm very pleased to hear that he says it's going to be evidence-based. So hopefully, they will stick to that. And uh, hopefully, the, um, um, Mr. Mr. Grant will um, definitely you know, hear the concerns of law-abiding shooters. And uh, if he does, I mean, he should come to the conclusion that you know, it's just a bit of a farce. I mean, I'm sure they know that. Deep down inside, they know that. So hopefully that will um, manifest itself in good policy. Okay, there's a couple more to finish off. I thought this was very interesting. It says, this is from Borzak again. It is interesting you mentioned the National Firearms Interface. This is this new, you know, registration thing mm. they're trying to do national, on a national level to, you know, try and pin down legal firearms, etc. It says, it's interesting you mentioned the National Firearms Interface, which has been bouncing around the federal ju- uh, jurisdiction for over a decade now. It is the, ba- <laughs> it's the baby that really not has had a home. Are you satisfied that the Link Cafe siege could have been affected by any information that may have been on on the National Firearms Interface. Mm. Troy Grant says, given the coronial inquiry is still underway and the evidence and recommendations are not available to me, I cannot say. The commissioner and I were (laughs) discussing this earlier and he may be able to provide an update about the two systems. Now, this is what Scipioni says. This is key. As you know, the National Firearms Interface will not track illegal firearms. (laughs) Right? Of course. (laughs) And then Borzak says again, that's my point. That is exactly right. The siege situation does not inform us at all in relation to the National Firearms Interface. Now, now in, in pops um, uh, Scipioni, he's a police commissioner. No, the NFI is, is only one of many databases. Well, wow, we didn't know that, you know. Mm. Uh, sorry, is, sorry, is only but one, uh, of only one database. Another database is in. Sorry, another database is in place. In fact, it is operating now. Well, very interesting. Thank you for letting us know that. Does it have illegal firearms on it, Jason? Uh, Yeah, hello. No, no, it doesn't. (laughs) Does it have a list of all the illegal firearms and where they are? No, no. This is how stupid it is. In November last year, we put in place the Australian Ballistic Information Network, called ABIN, 
which sits uh, off the back of the New South Wales Police Force Integrated Ballistics Identification System. It captures data on shells, casings and rounds that are found at crime scenes. It catalogues them. Uh, that is, it takes a fingerprint of the DNA uh, that is put into our national database. When a gun is used or a round is found in another state at the scene of a murder, robbery or whatever, it is added to the database and a comparison is done. It allows law enforcement to track illegal firearms or firearms being used illegally around the nation. It is giving, so it gives us a better picture of what is happening in crime involving the use of firearms. We would say illegally. They are two completely different systems. That okay, so, so in other words, if they find a bullet in Victoria and then they find another matching bullet in Queensland, that means they know that the gun's gone from Victoria to Queensland, an illegal gun, mm, but, wow. they, but they still can't find the gun. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then it says, then Minister, to finish off this, it says, Minister Troy Grant, the government is very focused on and understands the difference between illegal and illegal firearms, and we need to respond to them appropriately. So basically what they're doing is they're actually happy to just continually hammer, you know, law-abiding firearms owners. Uh, again, registration doesn't work. All countries around the world, most of them are moving away from firearms registration. You heard that on the Gary Brightkreitz uh, previous podcast I just did. Not to mention um, the cost. I mean, it costs uh, millions. millions. Well, I reckon across the country, it's in the billions per year and then saying it's a user pay system and the poor guys in WA the poor guys over there they're getting smashed with the fees I mean they're just ludicrous you're hundreds of dollars to acquire a firearm um, you know it's just yep. it's unbelievably outrageous then Michael Mischin whatever his name is says well it's a user pay system well geez, I didn't know it cost hundreds of dollars to acquire a firearm when Victoria getting their permits for what like you know correct me if I'm wrong guys 10 12 bucks for their permits yeah. to acquire, and they're getting them from electronically. I mean, why aren't we getting We're in 2015, man. eBay and Google were doing this crap in 1995. Yeah. But this is the thing. They don't want to make it easier for you to get a firearm. They want it paper-based. They don't want to spend money on it because it's costing how many people in the New South Wales Registry, how many in Queensland, how many in the ACT, how many oh, in it's Victoria. It's a great, great job creator for the public oh, service. That's what Gary Brightcrite <laughs> said. Anyway, guys, to finish off, um, if you could uh, send some voicemails in, that'd be appreciated for episode 100. We'll play them on the show. Mars wants to Yeah, well, um, before we go, guys, I mean, the Adler um, A110 shotgun has arrived in Australia, I believe. A lot of people have got yeah. their hot li- got their got it in their hot little hands. Yeah. And if you do have one, please send us a voicemail. Tell us what it's like. Yeah, give us a, a bit, bit of smooth action. Yeah, give it give us give us a bit of a review. It's only seven hundred and thirty five bucks. So is it good or? Well, uh, yeah, we we want to know. Um, so uh, feel free to just uh, please give us a voicemail. Yeah. Uh, give us a little bit of a review if you like. Send us your comments. We really would appreciate that. Uh, excellent. I'm very, very happy. We've got a great shotgun that we can all get under category A in, I think, every state. Uh, and, um, guys, also, the National Firearms Review. It is going to be underway. It is probably the most important event this decade for gun owners. And uh, I need to reiterate how important it is for you guys to send your submission in. It doesn't have to be long, Okay. You just literally have to just sit in front of your computer for five, maybe ten minutes and write something up and tell the government what you think. Yeah. It's that simple. And when you're here in this show, you've probably got less than 24 hours uh, to submit that national, to submit that uh, inquiry, submit that uh, submission uh, to that email. So yeah. very, very important, guys. Guys, it's very important. Set aside some time when you get home after work or maybe after dinner, wherever it might be, and just write a few words to, uh, to the uh, Justice Minister uh, to the Attorney General's Department, tell them that you are not interested in any more 
laws on the law abiding. Tell them yeah. that you want a relaxation of the laws and you want the law abiding gun owners in this country to be treated with respect. Uh, because after all, Jason, there's 800,000 of us in the country. We own over 3 million guns. Mm. And you know what? And there's 30,000 people a month that listen to this show. If I could get... Yeah. So there's definitely must be people that are listening. Yeah, if people, we just get 10% of the people who listen to the show to write in, that's 3,000 yeah. emails and we're month. not And we're not getting that. I mean, I don't think people, many people are putting that in. I mean, we, I think we've seen the submissions to the inquiry before, even on the banning of semi-automatic handguns. What was there, 400? 400. Yeah, you know. And eight, how many how many handgun owners in the country? Yeah, at but least. even if you're not a handgun owner, I mean, there's 800,000 people. Yeah. We've got 400. Yeah. I mean, what perce- what percentage is that? It's pathetic. It's the, terrible. The apathy is going to kill us, guys. And if we do lose our rights, I mean, we'll have no one else to blame. But uh, ourselves. But yeah. we, myself and Jason were talking about this, and I'm thinking, what else? What, what more can we do? And I was saying to Jason, you know what? There's nothing more we can do. We can't do it all ourselves. We need more... I guess Jason and Muzzers in every state. Yeah, and all the we people that more wrote people to us. People who are active, more people who are active. Yeah, and all the people that wrote to us and said, you know, they're sending in letters and they've never done it before. We need those guys. We need more of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. You know, more of the 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 Andes that meant, wrote to us, the Simons, the Marks, the you know, the people that you know are writing letters and, and and you know donating to our show and writing letters, all because of what we do here. I mean, it's amazing. You know, also very important. Contact your pro gun organisation whether it be the SSAA, your local branch, whatever it might be, Shooters yeah. Union, whatever, tell them that you want strong action. Yeah, and you've had tell enough. Them. You don't accept apathy you've had anymore. You, exactly. You, you want strong action. You want strong leadership on this issue. And, uh, you know, certainly we deserve the same gun rights, the same freedoms as our sister countries in Canada, New Zealand, even in some parts of the UK, they've got better gun laws than us. You know, the nanny state UK, they've got better gun laws than us. Yeah, they've still got semi-automatic shotguns, pump you know, shotguns. It's just unbelievable. We deserve our rights. You know, we have a right to participate in the shooting sports and, and hunting and other recreational sports that we want to participate in without, you know, heavy government restrictions. If you've passed all the checks and balances, if you've got a license, you've passed a police background check, you're safe to own firearms. It is your legal right, and you should make sure that you send that message through to your local representatives, your local politicians, and especially to the NFA review. So it's the biggest thing, guys, this decade. Without a doubt, if we fail to act, we will definitely be stripped of more of our rights, and I certainly hope that doesn't happen. I certainly hope the right people are fighting for us, and I certainly hope that you guys out there listening to the show will dedicate just 10 minutes of your life to just make sure you get your voice heard. Yep. Um, coming up, as I said, um, I've got, I might as well say now because I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. Uh, we're going to be interviewing Robert Niowa from yes. Niowa Trading. Yes, so, you let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> yeah, so that's a, that's a oh shit, did I? Uh, well, that, listen, uh, that's going to be a great interview and I hope you guys are looking forward to it. Um, yep. uh, we'll be hearing, hearing it from the horse's mouth, yep. literally. So Another senator coming up. We've got a podcast on uh, hunting rabbits. We've got one coming up, uh, more everyday hunter coming up. We've got uh, Clyde Thomas, who's a disabled hunter that loves his hunting getting out there. Mm. Massive yep. disability under increasingly difficult circumstances, still able to get out there and hunt. So Inspirational. Inspirational stuff. Um, there's heaps coming up on the show. There's just it's, mate, there's too much. To, me and Muzz were saying again before, man, we could it's do a show too much. every day. It's just unbelievable. The amount of news. I mean, Cecil the Lion. I mean, all this controversy, this stupidity going on about Cecil the Lion. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It gets more media attention than ISIS. Yeah. You know, it's just, uh, you know, they, they're, they're chopping heads in the Middle East, yeah. but all they're worried about is Cecil the yeah, Lion. Someone sexually it's called just it incredible. 20 kids. 
someone sexually assaulted 20 kids and worried about Cecil the lion, you know what I mean? It's like, unbelievable. unbelievable. I mean, the, the media's gone crazy. There's so much news, so many things to talk about, but we can only fit in as much as we can uh, in, you know, in this hour and a bit program. So I hope you guys yeah. enjoy it. And I really am sorry if there's a couple of major stuff that we've missed out on. If there's a particular story that you think yeah. it's interesting. Leave the voicemail. Yeah, if there's a particular story, send it, send it to us. Send it to us via yeah. email. Send us the link so we'll have a look at it and we'll definitely discuss it. So anything you want to you want us to discuss, anything you want us to have a closer look at, we will. So just please, guys, get involved in the show. We love your participation. Yeah, absolutely. And just actually, I just forgot before we finish off, um, we had a voicemail. We didn't do it, Muzz. Um, oh, my God. There were so many things we didn't do. Yep. Jason, I was on the radio again. Oh, 2GB. Got, listen, guys, uh, we just got a voicemail. Anyone left a voicemail? We do have one or two. Uh, so next show, don't, sorry guys, we will play them on the next show. We promise, because Muzz was actually on the radio again too, which you heard on the last straight. I was speaking podcast. to I was speaking to Andrew, Ray Price and Andrew Bolt. Andrew Bolt on Two GB. So we're going to play them guys. So sorry, the guys that sent uh, in the voicemails. You guys know who you are. Um, we're going to play them on the next show. We promise. There's just so much we wanted to get this Adler review stuff out of the way. We didn't have a lot of news. It's just but the Adler review. This is this is the most important time since '96 that we need to make sure we're doing. The so the NFA review. Yep, the NFA review. So make sure you guys are on that. That was the main point of this show. We wanted to really make sure that we really focused on. So I know we've harped on a lot about it, but hopefully it's got you acting. So anything else we need to say? If you want to keep this juggernaut moving forward, please donate to the show. Yeah, donations are always accepted. If you want to advertise with the show, we've got great sponsors. Red Fox, Scary Sharp, we've got Double SAA Sydney Branch, uh, Shoot Ferals Magazine, we've got uh, he- everyone on board. It's fantastic. You know, if you want to, yeah, from firearms to magazines to our organizations. If, if you, you work ab- at the local gun shop and, you know, yep. you tell the boss about the show, yep. get tell them your friends on board. and family. You know, uh, if you want some posters for the local gun shop to put yep. up, tell let us. us know. We'll send some posters out. Absolutely. So, um, I hope you guys write to you in, in regards to this National Firearms uh, Agreement review, so the NFA review, really important. Um, other than that, again, we'll play your voicemails on the next show. We'll play Muzz's radio, and we'll have a lot uh, more of a different show come up next time. And we'll put some links uh, on the website. Jason, we'll put some links up there, uh, places, uh, the politicians you've got to write to, um, the address of the NFA, and also some of the links to the stories and yeah. uh, and things that we've got and on the show. you won't have long after you listen to this show, guys. You'll have maybe 24 hours once this show is released to make a difference. This is your chance to make it happen. As uh, This is the Straight Shooting Podcast, and as always, my name is Jason Selms. And I'm Mario Vladko. See you next time. You're listening to the Straight Shooting Podcast here on the AHB Digital Radio Network. As always, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.